It's like living with a six-year-old. I still go on play dates. I just call them play dates so I can go out with Eric and Paul and Adam. <laughs> you sound like his mom. He likes sports too. You guys would be such good friends. I'll do all the technical aspects. Adam will be the face. Paul will be the muscle. And then Eric will be oh, the sales guy. We're screwed from the muscle. <laughs> I handed, the muscle and the troubadour. I handed a jar to my son to open the other day, so we're in bad <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of the Four Fathers Podcast, where we talk about faith, family, and other F-words. All right. Hello, and welcome to the Forefathers Podcast. I'm Paul. I'm Fife. I'm Adam. And I'm Eric. And this is a podcast about faith, fatherhood, friendship, and other F-words like favors. In today's episode, we're going to talk about helping. But before we break into the conversation, we want to remind you that you can always be part of our community and jump into our Discord server where there's always some lively conversation going on or a random meme posted by Adam. And if this is your first time listening to the Four Fathers, welcome, and please make sure you take a moment to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on any of the recent episodes by heading over to forefatherspodcast.com. All right, so I was doing a, I'm doing a Bible study, and and we, they were talking about staying humble and about asking for help. And so I was thinking about that, like, I, it's kind of a funny conversation, I don't know that I, I feel like I give out a lot of help, but I don't as often ask for help as I could or should, right? Um, so I wanted to talk about it. I feel like this is a good topic. And I feel like as guys, sometimes we're expected to be able to get things done sort of by ourselves or whatever. And so um, what do you guys think the value is of being asked for help? Because I feel like there's two sides to this. There's one where we're giving help and one where we're getting help. Well, I guess help is kind of multifaceted for me because like help can be as simple as like asking my daughter to, hey, can you do the dishes for me because I'm just tired today? You know, that's <laughs> that's a simple form of it. I mean, then, you know, you get into, for me, the larger version of it's like, oh, well, can I have your help to come over and do X, Y, Z that requires your time and commitment? And so I guess help was, you know, time driven for me a little bit because it can be, it's basically giving of something by someone to, you know, you for whatever purpose. So whether you're given help or you're, you know, receiving help, there's a time commitment. One is a kind of a pour in, like you're giving me more time back by doing whatever you're trying to help me with. <laughs> someone <laughs> for someone who uh wants to like you know basically just give their time to be able to, you know help in in whatever facet it is so it's it's kind of an interesting spin on it because one one you can get drained very fast if you're constantly one of those people that helps all the time <laughs> but uh you know if you're one that just kind of like hey i'll accept help all the time you know it's kind of a you know helpful in the sense that you're you're able to get energized sorry to use the word as a definition of my English yeah right over no, no. moment um, so so when you say one of the values of being asked for help is being what i heard one of the things i heard in there was one of the values was being drained yeah well but, drained is a bad word it, drained is kind of a negative term it, it, it sucked dry we'll call pouring out exhausted yeah. well right so it, it could be that could be the extreme of it for sure 
that's definitely true, right? Like sometimes when we, sometimes in our desire to help, we overextend, right? Yeah. And and there's there's some part of that I feel like that is. <clears throat> sometimes we overextend because it's us serving well, acting out our love, right? And we know that there will be a point where we can recover that. And sometimes there's an unhealthy side to that, right? Like the kind of codependent side where we need that people pleasing thing. So we overextend ourselves and help people out beyond what we should or can, or can do. Right. And I'm yes. not really, I guess that's an interesting conversation is how do we, how, how do you guys find that boundary? How do well, like, how do we find that boundary between the, the broken side of that, the, the people pleasing and the, decisively serving beyond our normal means. So it, it, it's all about helping the other person for what they need and not what we know, what we need. So being a, being a type two in the Enneagram, who is a helper, <laughs> this is, this has been an unbelievable uh, journey for me. I had to learn that just because I wanted to help somebody doesn't mean they wanted or needed my help. Um, and it, it wow. took me a long time to understand that um, if they said no, I can't take it personally. Like sometimes they just don't. Um, and yes, indeed, we can rename my name and here as a people pleaser for those who can't see. Um, that is exactly it. You, you, please people but so so enneagram too it's again enneagram is sort of like a um personality um it's just it's just it just says it's more than that though it says how we see the world so i view the world as how can i help so mm. the 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 way that i describe it to other people is somebody say hey somebody says hey paul can you and i already say yes absolutely <laughs> and so I had to learn. Can you chop um, your fingers off and give them to me? Yes. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah no problem. Done. All set. <laughs> um, so I had to learn, first of all, on, 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 on both sides, I had to learn to, because there was a legitimate long time where people would be like, well, Paul, what do you want to do? And I would be like, I have no idea because I've just been helping and going along with other people and going with the flow and following the crowd that, I didn't know really know what I wanted and and to make a decision and it took me a long time to figure that out. On the other hand, I also had to learn that um it's cuz I would never let anybody help me at all and I had to learn mm. that there's a um even like Paul can I get you a drink? Nope, I'm okay. I never need you. Even if I was dying of thirst, I'd be like nope. And so I had to learn that it's okay to say yes and it also taught me like when I said yes, it's like, oh, that's the other side of being helped, of, of helping people. Now I'm being helped. And so now I know what it's like. It's like the whole grace thing, right? Like you are so good at giving grace, but like never better than when grace is given to you. So like if somebody mm -hmm. treats you with grace, you learn it, like, like you learn how to give grace so much better than if you just try to give grace to somebody without being given it, right? And so well, in that in that vein, like, uh, yeah. Do you feel like in something like that though? There's like 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 when you're saying that, I'm thinking on the other side of the coin where Adam just mentioned a couple of seconds ago. He's always willing to take someone's help. Isn't that like doesn't it almost get to a point where it kind of builds like a codependence? Like you become this, 
you know, like the cyclical cycle, like it helps you. It's kind of twofold because obviously you're trying to learn who you are as a person as you're growing, that if you're the helpful type and you're always willing to extend yourself, no matter what your, um, level is or you know what what you what you have in your bucket left to the person that was always willing to be willing to accept you know help all the time can kind of get to a point where you get codependent all the time where you just you know you're always feeding the other person the person is always in the essence taking um in in this, this cyclical cycle so you don't ever learn how to you know understand how to find your boundary until you get to that point where you're just like you you're really almost empty it's kind of it weird in that sense i was just kind of thinking like you but, know not a great place to be in i guess yeah but. it's even more than that though but uh, were you gonna say something eric too? yeah i was gonna say i feel like the difference between codependence and and like a healthy side of that is the intentionality side of it and it's really about like mm-hmm. some of it's the intentionality but some of it's also the goal right when i think of codependence i feel like that's i need to take care of you to complete me yeah. Right. Like yeah. I need to be the most the savior of your world in order for my life to be complete. And the reality is we're not the savior of their worlds. Right. Like we're not the savior of anybody's world. <laughs> no, right. true. But like so like so what I was saying is more kind of like that evolution of it doesn't mean like it, it, it becomes codependence. But in essence, almost it could lead down to that path and in, in, in an unhealthy yeah in an unhealthy state definitely i think that that's a, it it's an easy possibility and it's something that i definitely struggled with a little bit especially as a teenager and into my early 20s right um because i did want to take care of everybody and i would I, I, you know i would stay up till all hours of the day and night having conversations with people talking them down off ledges and and sometimes extending myself and and that wasn't a bad thing but there was healthier ways to do it Right. Um, but go ahead, Paul, you were going to say something. Well, I, you know, I, I don't know that I actually ever saw it as a codependent thing. I think it, it, maybe it is, maybe I'm just, it's just a semantics. Maybe I, but I just never saw it, it, but it, but you're right. It's, it's a, you're helping them is centering. It's still about you. Like I was just um, like the, the, the help that came to mind is, you know, the um, for me, um, is, uh, something that, um, you and I actually had a, or you and I had a conversation about last week and it, um, it recentered. Oh, so that, that's what it was. It, I realized that I, I was focusing all of my decisions around me. Right. And so it was, well, how is this going to impact Paul? And it's the same thing with helping is all of my helping was about me. Like if, if I would try to help somebody and they'd say, no, I'd be like, well, I was just trying to do this. And Hey, I was just thinking this and it would be Paul's perspective, Paul's perspective, Paul's perspective. When what I really need to do is ask a question instead of assuming say, Hey, you know, um, that happened on a client call. Um, like, like this morning, um, earlier today, I was like, Hey, I've been making some assumptions here. Let me ask, do you really need it? And they were like, yeah, we do, but we also know this, but we, you know, and, and I just been realizing how much more, you know, how much more you can accomplish if you just ask some questions instead of making assumptions, mm. like oh. instead of assuming it's like, Hey, do you need, can I, you know, and then even finding ways instead of, do you need help? Which is not how I ask people. It's, Hey, is there something I can help with? Or do you need me to do that? Or can I help with this? Or can I grab that for you? Or those kinds of things instead of, do I need help? Cause if you ask a guy, do you need help? He's going to say no. 
Well, I don't need anything. Right. I'm okay. Right. I'm good. I'm all set. <laughs> I like the yeah. stereotype out of there because I think it, it's getting less and less. I've run into definitely, you know, it doesn't matter female, male. There's always been a few that are very much overly helpful in who their nature is and, and whatnot. I think one of the things, though, from like, as you're kind of talking, Paul, that like ornately from child, from being a child very early as a child, how many times do we as a parent try to teach them how to be helpful and how to like be able to encourage? And so, you know, as a kid, you're already learning that, you know, to do that initially. And then all of a sudden, like when you get into your you know late teens, and you're starting to be overly helpful, you know, and you, you definitely hit it the head of the hit the nail on the head there with the, the whole point of making help be be more useful in in my mind and 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 not be a, you know kind of a hurtful or a tool to further yourself along right. it's it's more the communication part like if you're communicating with that person and finding out what their needs are then you can be more helpful with whatever that need is to fill it like you know as simple as like you know giving them a bottle of water or you know helping them carry their laundry or move an arcade cabinet or whatever be the case well, and I feel like that's one of the values of being asked for help. It's shown that you, in your relationship with the person that asked you for help, you're approachable, A, and they feel like you're invested. Right. Right? Because they're not going to ask somebody for help that they don't expect to get help from. Right? And so if they're asking you, it's because they think that you can, will, you know, and care. If that do, you makes think, sense. do you think if someone so say like we're you're in a general relationship with someone you don't have like a, a deeper relationship when someone asks for help and you turn them down do you feel like because it's not there the reason why they're turning you down is because they don't have a closer relationship with that person or do you think it's something different like do you know what i mean by that yeah i do um <laughs> i think there's a hundred reasons for it right and there there are some people that have asked me for help and i'm like Honestly, I can't do that right now for whatever reason. Usually it's a scheduling issue because that's my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, but I can do it at X time or I can introduce somebody to somebody that can help, right? Like I, I know some other people that can do that specific task with you for whatever that looks like. Or I can send Ben. <laughs> I do send Ben a lot, oh, right? Yeah. I, learned, I learned that by my dad, right? Always volunteer your kids first. <laughs> so, but, but Ben likes to help and he t- typically, if he's not in the middle of something, he's more than willing to go and do something like that, which is nice. But yeah, I mean, I, I feel like, but I will say this, if somebody, if I go, I don't know if this is true for everybody, but if I ask somebody for help a couple of times and they never have time, I stop asking at least that person. Oh, funny. Because I actually do that more. Like I know because life and we you all think that as a sales guy, I would be the one that would be asking. Yeah, more. But so that's a little, like, so yeah. Okay. From a sales guy. Yeah. That you, you have that push to you know, <laughs> work towards the funnel and let's get the end result. But um, I think, you know, and I see this more and more like in my extracurricular activities and hobbies and stuff like that, where like people are like, Hey, you know um, like, here's an example. Like um, uh, one of the one of a, a guy I know who was basically having some computer issues. So I was like, dude, I'll come over and I'll help you with the you know the system or whatever. And he's like, yeah, yeah nope, no, no, yeah, don't worry about it, you know. And we'll have more conversations, and you know, and then he'll finally be like, okay, fine, you yeah, know, we, we should schedule some time sometime soon, which I know is just like a 
get me off your back kind of thing. Yeah, right. Stop you know? nagging me. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm just here. I want to help you out, you know, because I can definitely fix this problem for you because it's an easy problem to fix while you're banging your head against the wall. And, you know, so it'll get to a point where after like the third time, it's be like, like you said, you just want to drop it off and just like let it kind of, you know, go to the wayside. I'll kind of just like let it simmer for a little longer and like go a little farther up because maybe their schedules change. Maybe they're, they're, you know, all the stuff that they had um, going on in the background just didn't uh, equate you to be able to fit time in with them to be able to do that. And so that kind of, you know, it, it, it brings, for me, it helps bring tighter relationship because at that point, that moment that I can actually finally, you know, find a time that both works for him and I, but at the same time, I have to be, open to uh adjustments in my schedule if he you know he or she decides to be like oh well yeah hey i've got time now let's you know and right. that's convenient for me so you know that's the other part of the help that i think a lot of us you know yeah <laughs> only half-ass help is like a, yeah i'm gonna be nice and volunteer help for you anytime and you keep doing it a couple of times and then when they say they actually take your offer up and you're like oh yeah i'm just really super busy <laughs> it's like yeah okay yeah, you know, what is that, you know, is that just like, you know, secondhand help or just a kind gesture? Well, and that and that's something I had to learn is a lot of times I real I realized that I was helping on my own terms, like uh when it's mm. convenient for me and or what I um, what I wanted to give them, not what they really wanted. Exactly. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And then and so there's the times where I assume I've grown is when I, you know, somebody's like, um, you know, it's and it's always the Hey, I have time now, you know, can you come now? And it's like, I don't really feel like right now. And it's the worst time. It's been a long and, right, day. I'll go over. It's been a long day. I took my pants yeah. off. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, how about you, Adam? What do you think the value of being asked for help is? I learned new things. Ooh, so the value to you being asked for help. Well, that's my love I get that. language. So. Helping. <laughs> Learning new yeah. things or helping? <laughs> Learning new things. <laughs> like, that's a cool love language. <laughs> Intellectual stimulation is how I feel loved. <laughs> you like stimulation? Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Paul. Um, no, I... Uh, <laughs> You've already I got the like popcorn out. <laughs> Especially if I've got a long laundry list, I still like to help. Mm. So... Yeah, that's definitely true. I mean, I think I've been great way the, to build relationship. It, it is. I, well, and that is a value of being asked for help, right? Like it, it helps build relationship because when you're helping somebody, it's a shared experience. It's them being vulnerable and sharing their need, right? Which not everybody does like, you know, stereotypes aside, like we, I, I'm, I'm no, not stereotypes aside. I'm going to go with the New England stereotype. We are an independent people, right? As, yeah, but you as, can, I don't know. Can you hang your hat on that, Mister? Um, from the Midwest, South, and everywhere else in between. <laughs> so, how long do I have to live here to not be in New no, England? No, I, 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 it's not a New England thing. It's it's an American thing. It's the U.S. We are known America. for our individualism uh, and like we pull ourselves by our bootstraps. We're not yeah. we're not the culture that's like, hey, let's all do this together. It's like me and my freedoms and um, uh, what I can do and. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, and it's, you know, not, it's not a good oh, or yeah. bad thing. I mean, there's pros and cons. I think to both, but uh, I, I think, yeah, I, I would say as a culture, where you know, where it's it's individual individualism, you know. Yeah. Well, and it, 
you know, it requires asking for help. I mean, being asked for help requires humility from the person asking, right? Because you, you have to acknowledge that you can't do it by yourself. You don't want to do it by yourself. You don't have the expertise, whatever it is, right? Like there, there is a, a humbleness that comes along with being yeah. asked for help, you know, and our humility. Or uh, humbleness or pride, like sometimes you can even pride too. I mean, that's that's another big thing that you know. Asking for help is a pride thing. Uh, no, not asking for well, asking for help can be tough for somebody who has is very prideful. You know? Absolutely, I agree. That's why I think it takes humility to ask for help because usually the <laughs> the perfectionists and the proud have the most trouble asking for help, mm. right? Because the perfectionists, and that's not me, so. I might be on the proud side, but I'm pro I'm definitely not on the perfectionist side. Mm -hmm. um, but the perfectionists don't want to let anybody see their lack of perfection or their lack of ability, right? And on top of that, if somebody helps me, I no longer have control over the quality of what they do necessarily, right? And the prideful don't want to say that they can't do something, right? It requires me acknowledging the fact that I am not enough to do whatever that is which i feel like permeates in the like in the world we're all in in the it right in the information right. technology world the 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 youngins i feel like come in i don't know if it's just you know I, i'm not necessarily saying this generation or what have you but i feel like yes you are this generation when, rah, rah, when rah, you rah, first rah, come in and you first start and somebody asks you a question you don't know you say Oh, and you, you can try to BS your way through it. You can, there's a million things you can do, but at some point, and there are still people that I talk to that are like that, but I feel like as you mature in IT, you realize, hey, nobody knows any everything and you don't have to know everything. You just have to know people that know that area or know the resources to go to because, yeah. you know, right. as a consultant, I say, I don't know. Let me go find out. I'm not sure. I think it's this, but let me go find out. Cause the last thing I want to do as a consultant is tell them one way and then they find out it's the other way. And then now they can't trust me. And that's more important than having the answer right off the, right off the bat. Um, so it is. Um, yeah. I, I, I guess in the scenario again, depending on the relate, like, so Paul, where you're a consultant, yes, you, you're earning trust every day. Where the harder, like the help part in a longer term relationship with, you know, in a professional circle is very different, I think, because I know asking for help is different, you know, and comes in different shapes and forms versus like trying to earn trust and, you know, then allowing your helpfulness to be able to come through in that, in that scenario. <coughs> like example, I have a, a, a couple of customers who, you know, I've had for probably five, 10 years now in terms of being long-term clients. So we're almost like family, but we're not, you know, in the sense that, you know, they're inviting me over for barbecues every weekend. Um, but, you know, the, the idea of, you know, first name basis, everybody knows, you know, kind of what's going on and they trust, you know, that when I, you know, so when something's said or something's communicated about you know, a certain thing, you know, that, that it's not argued, it's not, it's not an argumentative state. It's like, okay, I'll accept that because yeah, you know, we have that trust already established, but the helpful side of it, I find, um, becomes it comes in different, more personalized, you know, um, areas. Like I have a couple of people um, in my customers that I'll use. That say I have a, a laptop that I know I had set up for a purpose to get access to remotely to solve a problem from another site. 
And lo and behold, the stupid laptop goes to sleep. But at the same time, I also have to move an Ethernet port. Well, you know, I can call this one person up who's not technically savvy whatsoever. They're not, you know, at any IT level. But, you know, there's a trust in a relationship and a helpfulness because it's more of a, you know, obviously beyond me helping him or her with their technical issues. Um, there's a, you know, a helpful relationship in, you know, the personal side of that, that, you know, I can call upon them and say, Hey, can you go do blah, blah, blah for me? You know, I need, you know, a set of hands there for five seconds and they'll happily go do it and, you know, vice versa. So I think, you know, there's definitely that, that trust helps allow helps, helps help, I guess, sadly, in a weird way of saying it, but you know, if you have that trust in that established trust, um, you know, over time, then, helpfulness becomes easier but at the same time it also becomes harder too because the helpfulness has to be one step above and beyond you know than just the simple hey uh yeah I, i'm willing to you know do this small little task because it becomes so you know minuscule or easy to do that makes sense yes it does make sense and i i i think that that's real right like i i feel like there's a reality to that trust concept that goes along with being able to help people. It goes along with being able to ask for help from people, right? I If I ask somebody for help and they laugh at me and tell me how stupid I am, I'm probably not asking them for help mm -hmm. again, right? If I, if I ask somebody for help and they tell me that whatever I need to do is not important, I'm probably not asking them for help again. You know, the laughing is like an extreme, right? But the reality is, like Paul said, if we're helping people, we're helping them with what they need, what not with what we think is the most important thing for them to do. Does that make right. sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, ultimately, you know, help is how to say it. Yeah, I can't help yeah. is other focused. Yeah, it's right. not us focused. Yeah, yeah it's, it's <laughs> uh, just, you know it's internal. Yeah, got it. You said it. Um. So the other thing is, and, and you guys mentioned the generational thing. I think there's some of that arrogance. I know everything that is not generational. It's just age-based. Like yeah. when I was 18 to 25, I knew everything <laughs> and nobody could tell me I didn't, <laughs> you know? And I remember having conversations with my dad, with other adults, and they were just waiting for some of the idealism to, to shave off a little bit. Mm. Right. And, and so that's not a Gen Y, Gen Z, millennial. It's not like it, that's just youthful obliviousness. Would you trust someone that was more action based in their help in still cocky or idealistic, as you say, or versus just <laughs> idealistic? Like, because I can see, like, as an adult now, I, I can easily identify like someone in their 20s. Who's like, oh yeah, I know what they're, you know, and they're willing to rattle off, you know, whatever the the flavor of the day is, and and be like that, you know, person that we're trying to describe. Um, but their actions back, you know, their actions back up, you know, what they're you're doing. Not so much the fact that they understand the material well, but their actions are like actual physical actions to support, you know, what they're they're trying to say. That you know, hey, I'm willing to to help you out, even though I may not have all of my nuts and bolts together, or you know, the whole, you know, picture, but, you know, I might sound like, you know, I'm trying to, you know, lie and, and, you know, basically fake my way through until I make it, you know, kind of deal. So I've, I've lived both. 
I've lived the fake it till you make it conversation. Um, and I will tell you that I'm a much more effective helper when I don't pretend to know it all. Right. Um, and I'm much more willing to ask for help if I feel like I can be vulnerable in that way. Right. But I mean, I've asked people to help that seem to me like they know that know it all because they happen to know what I need them to know. Right. Um, but sometimes it's not a very comfortable conversation or does that make sense? Sometimes I, I deal with people's, sometimes I cope with their flaws because, because I, I can see past them and I still value them. And because they can help me in a way that mm. I, other people that I know don't, don't can't do. Right. Mm. So it's both. And like, I, I have some, some very good, like, I have people that I've helped since we're not focusing on friendships here. We're focusing on helping. I have people that I've helped even though nobody else really like everybody else thought they were nuclear. Right. But I don't, most of the time I can see past bad behavior and see the value of the person that I'm helping. So in your mind, do you think that's harder or easier in verse in terms of helping? As the helper or the helpy? Helper. I, I think it's I think it's harder, but it but it's easier if you're aware of it. Does that make sense? Because if I'm aware of it, then I can shrug off the bad behavior that lashes out at me in the process. Yeah. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're able to kind of see through the fodder and Yeah, right. I mean, you know, I, I have had friends that are hurting that ask me for help and I help them. And in their hurting, they tried to hurt me, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I was able to most, sometimes they're very intuitive in what hurts, <laughs> right? And, and no matter how aware I am of the circumstances, it still hurts, you know, but sometimes I'm able to filter it a little bit, maybe more than sometimes. So, hmm. does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. Are there any missing? So I think we hit both of the first two questions. What was the value of being asked for help? And what is the value of asking for help? Did I, was there any of those guys that you guys wanted to add? Yeah. Um, no, I, th I think we kind of got, uh, I'm more about getting into the nuts and bolts of stuff a lot of times. Like so. where, where did you actually help? Yeah, not so much in where you help in terms of examples, but like just looking at help and the construct of help and really kind of, you know, taking it apart a little bit more help than just like making way. it a, <laughs> what? Right. Help is on the way. <laughs> Hold on, my dearie. Um, yeah, because it's like in order to understand, you know, obviously who you are and, you know, when you're young and you're in your, you know, that 20 to 25 range, you're still trying to learn how to understand and deal with consequences and mistakes and helpfulness is one of those things you're trying to do. And as being an adult um, and being an adult is it, there's more, there's more outlay in it than there was when you were a little kid doing helpful things because they were more simplistic in you know, the sense of it um, when you're at least uh, my understanding, the way I look at it and help 
as an adult, you you obviously have that commitment. And it's uh, like I said, mentioned before, it's that time commitment, and it's a time commitment on either receiving side or time commitment and a giving side. For me, the giving side, because where I'm at in my, you know, stage in life, um, <laughs> it can be too much and it can be too, you know, too um, selfish sometimes, you know, <laughs> for whatever reason. Like you can get into that realm, and it's so. It's that selfish part that as you get older, you want to work towards to to eliminating and doing it more in a joyous and, you know, fruits of the spirit type of approach than it is, a, you know, kind of like, a well, I helped you, you helped me, you know, down the road kind of, you know, right. checklist. Well, and, and there, there's a whole group of people that feel like I help so I can get helped. Right. Right. I'm yeah. investing in the relationship so that the relationship will give back. I'm keeping my checklist here, and uh, since right. I've helped you five times, you need to help me five times. Yeah. Uh, does anybody here think that that's the right way to do things? All the time. <laughs> <laughs> it could be if you. <laughs> but I mean, that is, help me, help you. That is a yeah, right. <laughs> that is a barter system mentality, mm -hmm. and in business, there's a place for that, right? Like where you provide services to get services. But that that, that it's so funny you mentioned that because that for me becomes very more. It becomes great, like super granular in a sense because sometimes when you're helping someone, what you might think is taking a lot of your time on the other side of the coin could be from that person's viewpoint, like you're spending five minutes doing this work when you know it took you three and a half hours to do whatever you needed to do for them in return, and you know you, you, the the value and the measurement of what's being delivered on our bartering system is always one of those things that can never, you know, be equal because in one person's mind, it could be less or more. And, you know, it, 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 for me, it's a tough thing because I used to love to do that and I thought it was a great system. And then a lot of times, depending on who you're working with, whether you have a good trust relationship back to where Paul was saying, building that trust, if you can trust someone well, then the bartering system works well. But if you don't trust someone well, the bartering system can go bad very quickly. Well, and I mean, I don't, it doesn't work at all. I mean, that's the, that we're, we're moving into the unhealthy Paul range. Oh. Like that's where I came from is the, you know, cause the problem with that is first of all, you always overvalue your help. Okay. The other thing, um, <laughs> like you said, like, in a bartering system, right? like my chickens are way better than your horse or whatever. But like, on the other hand, um, not only do you overvalue help, but we delude, I delude, delude yourself. I mean, think about, I don't know about, you know, you guys, but like from me, from a marriage relationship, a lot of times the biggest fights that, that Liz and I would get into, I would realize very early in the fight, in the argument that, or the fight that I was completely wrong. And I had looked at a situation so back ass words that I was like, I deluded, I deluded myself. Like I had this one story. I had this one, you know, um, well rehearsed thing in my head. Oh, I, oh, I'm the only one that does this. I only do this. And then I would, we would be like mid argument and I'd be like, Oh my God, she's right. I rarely do that. Like I've done that like once and uh, like, you know, boy, I never do the laundry and I barely do the dishes and Oh my word. Like, and so here I am being the unhealthy to go and, well, they should, should just worship the ground I work on. I'm so, and like looking for her, she should be thanking me every day. Cause at, at the end of the day, like from a two perspective, <laughs> like that's what, that's what we look for. Like uh, somebody said something this, this weekend 
they talk talking about somebody else. They said, you know, if you do something for them, the the only thing they want to hear is thank you. And if you don't say that, they'll never help you again. It'll be like, but like if they don't hear it, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, like from a two perspective, like I just want somebody to say, hey, thanks, you know, like and and in my unhealthiest, like if there was no if there was no thank you, I'd be like, well, I did all this, and then they didn't say thank you, or they didn't look like they were thankful, or they didn't act like they were thankful. That would be that. It's, it's funny you were sensitive because I used to be like a lot like that. And then I gave up the idea of a, like accepting people's thank yous because in essence, it elevated me to the point of like, I was analyzing whether or not their thank yous were great, genuine. Oh, oh, oh man. And I just got to the yeah. point where I was like, all right, yeah. I'm, if I'm helping, I'm helping. And it's, there's like, whether they say thank you or they walk away and they say nothing else, it does not matter because in essence, what's, you know, what, what, what's the Bible verse about uh, things that are not seen by man, you know, yeah. uh, right. that whole or treasure in, in, in heaven. Right. Yeah, so that whole, you know, is, uh, yeah. you know, kind of the, what I hang my hat on when it comes to that stuff, because yeah, like Eric had m- mentioned, there are people that are toxic. There are people that, you know, that will never say thank you. Or when they say thank you, you know, um, it's either not coming from a place of, you know, actual like, you know, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Most of the time, it's just a you know, in passing thing. You know, and sometimes I do that with my dad too, or my, or my mom. Like when they say thank you and they're so excited, it's like I try to pl- downplay that a lot because it's like in my household, they may have said thanks you when I was a you know kid and stuff like that. But a lot of times, it kind of came out of more of just like uh, a duty because you're, you're the son of the family and you want to do that for your family and stuff like that. So why they say thank you, you know, is kind of like redundant because it's like yeah you're doing it for your family but yeah beyond that it's a little different and yeah that's all <laughs> thanks for bringing all that up Paul. i appreciate it well and I, you know not for nothing but i think that the best way to help is the same way that you give money away right when you help you give it away it is an offering and you don't expect any it's it's so much easier if you don't expect anything in return and and i have the same right. philosophy with money right, right. like call. if yeah. if i give money away if i give somebody money it's not a loan because that will poison your relationship with them if they don't handle it right if they don't whatever if i help somebody it's not a loan it's not dependent on their behavior yeah, towards me right. because if it is that is a recipe for bitterness and unforgiveness and frustration. And it's, a, it's really, you know, you were talking about like you've overextended yourself. When I overextend myself, I gunny sack all over somebody. Like when I overextend myself, they say something and I dump all of my frustrations, whether they're theirs or not. Yeah. For the yep. last three months on them. Mm-hmm. And that's not right. Right. So mm-hmm. I have to, I, when I, when I help somebody, I have to be like, I'm just going to help you. And if you appreciate it, if you don't appreciate it, if you say thank you, if you don't say thank you, I still helped. That was that was what I was supposed to do. Because the second I have to yeah. get something back for that help, I'm in a bad place. Because so you, you, you hit the nail on the head, though. So there's obviously help and help is a help of yourself to somebody else. But you mentioned money. Like for me, money, a lot of times, I'm very much, you know, when it comes to money, I like to make sure that the value of the money that's being given and this is again, me putting a, you know, tag in and a marker on it, say, you know, Hey, that I'm giving you this, it's going to be well spent or it's going to be done in a certain way. Cause you know, I have a 21 year old and their money that he goes for college, it never goes where it's supposed to go. And I, you know, it's, I feel like I'm working <laughs> with the government a lot of times, but nine times out of 10, <laughs> when it comes to like the other side of coins, like when my parents are like, you know, 
hey, uh, you know, I need some cash or, you know, we'll go, I have to go, you know, do something for a project. And I have to go out and buy like a tool or something because I forgot to bring it. And I give, you know, my dad the tool that like has no bearing in terms of like, I'm going to use to that to hold over your head for the next, you know, 10, 15 years that I, hey, I you know, I gave you X, Y, Z, you know, you, you in, in turn have to, you know, bring <coughs> Christmas or something like that, <laughs> you know. Yeah. No, it's real, right? Like, and, and the problem is, I want to say our children are kind of a different conversation because we're parents. <laughs> and because because as parents, we're helping them, but we're also trying to teach them at the same time, right? And so, but it can lead to some very, um, some very large frustrations, <laughs> you know? Uh, so, I mean, I get what you're saying. Cause that, you know, and money is just one way to help. And I use that as my, like, because money is an easy thing for people to understand and lending money is an easy thing for people to understand. But I feel like helping is the same way, mm -hmm. no matter how you're helping. So, yeah. 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 For some helping can be very much like giving money and that's not a big deal at all because they have that in abundance. Right. But some mm -hmm. people time is, time is very critical for them and, and, uh, you know, or simple things like, you know, your skill sets, that type of stuff, you know, tends yeah. to, uh, you know, take away it's, or add to. It's funny yeah. you bring that up because I very much am the, you want some money? Sure. I'll give you some money. Not that I have an abundance, but it's easy for me to right. be like, here's a check then to be like, Oh, you want me to come go somewhere <laughs> and, and use my time? Exactly. But, but that's my Netflix time. That's my, you know, and you start, <laughs> you start saying, but that's my, you know, but I have this and I'm a busy, I'm, you know, work is busy and blah, 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 blah. And I don't like to do nights and like, and, and so like, I, I hoard that like a, like a, like a, like a hoarder, like a, Hey, I just right. want like all the time in the world. Like an old man. That's Don't right. Like an Get old man stacks and, with like stacks and stacks of newspapers in his house. You see that shed? It's my bunker. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I'm like, let's build the shed. Let's build five of them. Yeah. Yeah. He's already done that. Move on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's move one just for fun. Yeah. Adam's going to come over and every morning you're going to wake up and there's going to be a shed in a different place. <laughs> <laughs> so Adam, what is the most recent or impactful help you've given to someone else? And now why, or how, uh, and why yeah, or how do you think it impacted the person you helped? Uh, well, Two-part question. Talk between... Built, framing a house <laughs> is that what you're I doing right now last weekend nice. um, was it a good old-fashioned amish barn raising oh, that'd be <laughs> mules and everything <laughs> everyone lift at the same time they're pretty amazing um mm, no i helped yeah. just help, i was helping a friend framing yes uh like box, picture framing or like no, building onto their house okay they're putting an, an addition on addition on yep yeah so and why I do you think added, that was, just, what, did they ask you for help? Uh, I kind of forced it. <laughs> I'm coming over. <laughs> and it turned out for the better because they needed. They weren't even doing any construction. Adam was like, I'm going to do some cleaning <laughs> at your house. Why are you tearing my house down? <laughs> Adam's so like, like, I like to wear my tool belt. I'm like, not tearing it down. Yeah. I'm adding to it. <laughs> They're like, it was the other bathroom we wanted to get redone, Adam. That's okay. I'm doing both. I don't feel the need to explain my art to you, Warren. That's right. Adam, we do not need a porta potty out in the backyard. Like oh, I love it. I love it. 
being outside and weight. were they, did well, they did were they thankful i mean you said they needed the help yeah. how did, how because if not we're gonna go beat them up <laughs> what no well, i don't care if someone says they're thankful or not i enjoy it anyway right i give them a, i give like them a like card with a rating scale go ahead how was my help <laughs> yeah I, four I, I, bars. <laughs> that'll be to, a the, to the detriment of others other things that need to get done i i prioritization sometimes is key well, so but there's always, there's 24 usable hours in a day so i'm fine so really i have to come <laughs> back and work on it late <laughs> and i can work on it late so but so funny, like Adam says it because like I will always defer to help anywhere else. Like, like Adam said, he's like, I'm just gonna go over and invite myself to help because it's much easier than having to deal with the crap I've got in front of me. Right <laughs> no, no, that's not true. I mean, I there's I have a whole crap ton of stuff to do here too. Oh, true, but like I'm gonna go help them first People because it's more fun. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you. I finally started building the uh, the luge. Did you? No, yeah. no the Would you like some up. help? I feel like no, I should no, offer it since that's what we're talking about. <laughs> the uh, the platform's <laughs> done. The the drop, the center track drop is done. So from from ground to top surface of the platform is thirty feet. <laughs> wow! So this is going to be uh, I'm going to be the first test rider. So <laughs> I either won't be on the planet anymore or <laughs> which hospital did you say not to yeah, go to? Right. <laughs> yeah, don't go to Elliot Hospital in The only way you can. I think I have a friend who has a radar gun. I have to take take a radar gun and see how fast it is. But uh, now that's one of the projects. I've Do you been have like on. in with the, someone at Mount Washington so you can uh, get some pre-snow? So we'll get snow this year. And even if we don't, the luge will be designed so that I can just throw water down it and freeze it. So doesn't that make it a water slide? I know, well, right? It it's a nice it makes it a toboggan track. <laughs> it's gonna be a bobsled. Give me the rhythm. Or that, or Give me the rhythm. Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhythm. Why is he in shorts? <laughs> How about you, Paul? Why are you gonna kiss the egg, Paul? What's the most recent or impactful help you've given someone else, and why or how do you think it impacted the person you helped? Uh, so we have um, uh, so my my father and stepmother have moved moved in moved in with us, and so this past weekend though we went up to Maine and um, they needed to drop his car off and. Uh, you just kind of, you know, close the main, uh, close the cabin for the winter. And, um, we, uh, you know, we just, we got, we got that done. So it was good. To, it was good to help out. We, um, we spent, spent a lot of time cleaning up the, the kitchen and looking for things and just making sure that, um, the, the dock was in and the, the, the kayak was emptied and of, of all the water that was there. So it was, uh, you know the kayaks aren't supposed to be full of water, right? Yeah, there was one that was left out in the wrong place. <laughs> oh, got it. <laughs> and so, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, no, it was good, and it's you know, um, it, it indeed it's been it's been good. Um, I, I mean, it helped it impacted them and helped them practically. But you know, one of the things I'm starting to realize is, you know, when you help somebody, you know, you're really there's that whole like you're, you're coming alongside them and like going for the journey with them. And there's mm -hmm. such, there's such value in just doing that. It's just being with them and being part of their story for a little bit. Yeah. And, um, it just re like in the same way that traveling resets your perspectives on 
the world and what's important in life. And like, wow, I could see other cultures like this just helps you see other people and what they're going through and what else is going on. And you look at things from their eyes and um, you're putting them ahead. But it also like the other thing, like, you know, I found it, you know, it's funny that, that we're kind of talking about it because they, they found a community up in Sebec Lake in Maine and they have these, these friends that we had breakfast with on Sunday morning. And I, I just realized like how thankful I was that they had found community up there. And again, they didn't find it. It just happened organically. Like they were just like, like these people are really nice. They're like, Hey, just come over and hang out with us. And they'll take them on their boat. And um, actually the way that they even got connected, I'm pretty sure was help. Cause like he um, was on, he's got a boat. And when my dad and was um, stranded with a pontoon boat, he came and like helped us. Um, so he's helped us a few times and that really opened the connection. So, so to bring it back to our, um, you know, the, the reason for our podcast being community help can be a way into community in a lot of ways. Like yeah, right. just, it just, you know, opens the door because people are vulnerable on either side, the person helping and the person being helped. Or just, or just God trying to say the Travers family stop buying boats. <laughs> the <rest laughs> that so that too. That too. That's right. Well, yeah. you know, Paul, that that's real, right? Like it, builds relationship in a couple of different ways. There's a shared experience. There's a vulnerability. There's a spent time. Like all of that stuff feeds into better relationship and then, and thus better community. Right. Um, I, I will say, I think it's one of the things that I miss from being in an office. Like I don't miss the commute. Yeah, and I don't miss yeah. paying sale, like paying tax to the state of Massachusetts, but I do miss that collaboration and that relationship in the mm -hmm. spent time. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. And help is a good facilitator of that. Mm -hmm. Helping well, somebody is a good facilitator of that. That's really just kind of like my job on a day to day basis. I mean, in a sense, <laughs> like you had mentioned, uh, my office is my office, but like I enjoy having the freedom to be able to break free and be able to just go into an office and be able to just, you know, be there and say, Hey, I'm here. Anybody need any help? And, you know, nine times out of 10, was like, Oh, I didn't have time to call you or I didn't have to do this or. Right. And there, that, that in essence builds that trust that, that relationship. And you become to the point where you get over the, you know, um, the uh the generalizations of like you know hey how how are you doing type thing and it gets more like you know hey uh, how's your you know so and so doing from the weekend did you say you had to go put solar you know you were putting solar in over the you know weekend in your house and you, you kind of get into those more relational things like you were mentioning eric where yeah. it gets deeper and and then you can leave from there because you have you know you're not chained to being there for eight <laughs> hours you can go off to the next place and if it's not uh, as pleasant <laughs> then you just get you're out just of there. a happy <laughs> helper everywhere you go yeah, in essence, yeah. And some days I kind of feel like I, that's all I am, and um, mm -hmm. a lot of the questions and you know so solutions are you know simple, you know simpleton type stuff. But yeah, some some of my favorite consulting engagements are when you know something has gone really sideways at the client, either because of a partner or because they had something built wrong or, or what have you. And sometimes they'll just like throw somebody at it and be like, "Paul, just go find out. Like, just go talk to them." And so there was a few consulting engagements early on where I'd talk to, you know, I, I, um, you know, travel to the company and be like, I know you've had some frustration, what's going on. And we would just like sort out and just, you know, it's like true consulting, like just go find out where the problem issues. And it's, again, it's usually not the technical side. It's always the people and the processes that are broken. 
Yeah. Like if something's going on with the tech side, it's because there's a process or that's not working right or somebody did build something wrong. So it's a people issue or what have you. So, so like as a, you know, as a two, as an Enneagram, like leaving those engagements being like, that's, that's what I did. I walked in, I helped, you know, I, I was joke I was joking with my manager at the time that I felt like the wolf, you know, from Pulp Fiction who like just comes in and like, he just fixes problems, you right. know, like, and uh, it's just, that's just, uh, so so those are those are always fun fun engagements and very rewarding. Yeah. How about you, Fife? Who did who have you helped this week? Is that was the work one the one you wanted to talk about? No, no. I mean, work and is not my, this week, but recently. Yeah, mine's more kind of in a hobby base. I mean, uh, as we've mentioned in previous podcasts, some of our hobbies and stuff like that. Uh, one of the things that um, happens a lot um, in your hobbies and the people you you know are making connections with and building relationships with a lot of the, the back and forth, like I mentioned in touched upon a little bit where you, you, you know, you offer like, Hey, I, can I go do this for you or whatever? And, and in return, I was kind of more on the help, the, the receiving side of help. Um, but short, I'll try to shorten the story up as much as possible. Long story. Um, I had to get a starter replaced in my truck. I didn't want to do it on the ground. I was trying to coordinate with a guy um, in my uh, ham radio club who's also a mechanic by day. Um, and he has offered in the past to, hey, just come down to the shop after hours and, you know, put the truck up on the lift. It'll take 10 minutes to take the starter out. Well, if anybody's done some work as a shade tree mechanic, you hate doing anything on the ground. Well, you know, uh, in all of the engineering infinite wisdom, when they design vehicles, they don't design them for the purposes of making it easy to remove things. Like <laughs> That you have to remove 14 bolts to be able to, you know, take a two, you know, two bolts out of one part. Um, and so long story short, after several frustrations, got the original starter out and replaced it. And lo and behold, not even a day later, um, the starter started grinding up against the flywheel every time it started. And I was like, this is crap because I got a remanufactured one. So it was the best of the, the best of the crap parts in the bin that survived from all the teardowns of other starters. Um, and so, you know, uh, we were trying to, again, coordinate with this guy to help um, install the other starter. And, you know, he just kind of out of the blue was like, hey, you know, I, I don't have time in my schedule to do it after hours and we can't do it on this day because we're just the schedules aren't lining up. You know, hey, just drive the truck down, drop it off, take my you know box back to your house or wherever you need to go and we'll meet up after and it'll take me like 10 minutes to do. And he's a mechanic. He, he knows exactly how quickly it's going to be, you know, get things done because they bill by, you know, um, you know, flat rate versus hourly. So, you know, he can easily say, you know, it's going to take him X number of hours or minutes to get this done, really. So, you know. I was like, okay, yeah, sure, fine. I'll, you know, go ahead and drop the truck off. And, you know, he didn't have to like take time in like right. schedule to do that, but he was, you know, more than gracious to do it and whipped it out and dropped the other truck off. And of course, he being him being the mechanic, he says he dropped the truck off and we swapped keys back and I gave him his truck. He's like, you need an alignment too. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> okay because <laughs> you know how mechanics are i mean we're all computer guys we look at someone's computer and go you need five other things here that right, right, right. it's better you know and so of course and i'm like yeah i know i need to get tires blah 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 but the conversation there and i was you know very thankful and you know thanking him and and trying to like be like you know because he wasn't accepting in the sense of like he didn't want me to pay him money and he didn't want to do anything he's like no dude just you know no problem you know take the other starter back and 
and you know deal with all the parts stuff and the swaps and the you know the warranty replacement you know just the thanks was good enough for him because that's really you know kind of the whole relationship and so you know that that's just a simple example but still you know a good you know example in the long haul of you know receiving you know because I'm a doer. I like to do it myself, but I don't want to go back on the ground again to, to take up 22 <laughs> bolts to replace this damn starter. <laughs> and so, mind you, the starter's working great now. So, um, yeah. Yeah, so my uh, my example of my helping somebody, it's actually, I'm going with more re- most recent. So this, this past Friday night, um, I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, I'm going to get up Saturday morning and I'm going to go to jujitsu. And then we're going to get some stuff done around the house. Like I'm going to clean my office, which you can probably see the garbage boxes behind me that I haven't gotten out of my office yet. Um, you mentioned them, no. So, but I got a call Friday night from a friend of mine. Um, they're family friends and his daughter goes to school at UNH and she tried to start her car Friday night and it wouldn't start. And he's down in Pennsylvania, so he can't get up here to help her or anything. And... She had actually reached out to Ben, but then she got somebody to come and jump her car, and or actually they ended up not being able to jump it, so they ended up giving her a ride to work and then gave her a ride home. But she still needed her car fixed because she can't get around. Like her work is three miles from the campus, and she's got to be able to get back and forth to things. New Hampshire, so, no, you know, buildings, and <laughs> you have to walk several miles to get to anywhere. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, UNH is a big campus; you can walk it, but. But her place of, of business is the place she works at a farm that's off campus and it, it takes time to get there. It's, it's a few miles away. Yep. And so um, I called her on Friday night and I'm like, or I texted her because she was working. And uh, I'm like, when do you want me to come up? She's like, how about if you get here for like 8 15, 8 30? Because that's when I get done with work. You can pick me up at work and then we'll go back and take a look at the car. And I'm thinking, okay, so when it look when it's a car like that, it's either the battery or the starter, right? If you can't start the car, it could be that it doesn't have enough juice, but the starter does occasionally go as well. And so um, so I go pick her up. I, I basically, I'm like, okay, well, you know, the other plans that I had today, they're not going to happen because I she needs to be taken care of and we need to get this done. And so I went up and I helped her out. And um, I've never done the tap the starter thing, oh. but I knew that it existed. And so... <laughs> We were trying to jump a car and it wasn't turning over. So I got under there with a socket wrench and I just gave it a gentle tap. And when she started it, it started. And so I'm like, okay, so we have a couple options here, you know, and it just worked with her through the process. And for her, you know, she's basically lived with her parents her entire life. Like she's 21 and she, I think she, she took a summer and went away and worked at a summer camp, but she's like on her own trying to figure out how to do all this stuff. She's not a mechanic. Like, you know, and so just have just knowing that somebody was around to help was super helpful. And you know, in the end, she she had to make a decision on what to do with her car because it did need to get it wasn't a battery; it needed to get repaired. The starter needed to get replaced. And so, her and I went over that decision process and just kind of talked about like what her options were and all that stuff. And you know, I didn't make the decision for it because she's an adult, right? But I got to be a part of the process, and I feel like she felt taken care of and I haven't talked to her dad, but I'm sure her dad felt taken care of because he Mm -hmm. actually said to me, he's like, these are the times when I hate being 300 miles away. Yeah. Right. Right? Like Mm -hmm. I can't help. 
I can't do anything, but it's nice to know that there's somebody close mm-hmm. that can go in. It seems to be the week of starters and batteries because Cody yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> so, although my, well, dog, you- my starter, <laughs> my truck is starting to go. Oh uh, uh, no, <laughs> it's the season. <laughs> well, I think every, there is every once in a while, get one changes. or two cranks, so it'll be like click, click, and I like, uh, click yeah. it again, and it will start again. So mm-hmm. I bad yeah, it to replace that. <laughs> All right, one last question because I think I think it's it's great to know how we've helped other people. But what about getting help yourself? And Fife, you already did it, so you're clear. You already did your side. But love it. What's the most recent or impactful help that you've received, and why and how did it impact you? Well, this was. I mean, so yeah, Eric, this was you. I mean, I called you. um, Was it last week or the week before? Um, I was. uh, Oh yeah, it was. um, It was early last week. I think might have been late the week before. But, I think it was late um, the week before. Late the week before, yeah. And so, um, I uh, I'm so, sort of a sort of a burgeoning, burgeoning. I don't know. Maybe that's a new word. I'm a. a no, that's uh, a word. I'm, I just don't know if it means what you think it means. <laughs> I don't think it means what I think it means. <laughs> I'm a I'm I'm sort of a new manager at, at work, and uh, I'm I'm a team lead, but I have one direct report, and my manager is going to give me another direct report, and he gave me a choice between two people, and um, I just I didn't even. Um, I didn't even have a paradigm for how to make the decision. I had no concept. I was like, I don't even know what to look at. And um, um, I, uh, so, so after trying to make the decision on my own and sort of coming to what I thought was a semi-decision, it's something about it still didn't feel right. It, there was still a red flag. There was like a, yeah, I'm not sure. So I called Eric and I was like, what do I do? And uh you know, um, I, I actually was just on a Bible study, a, a men's group, and I told them this story. I said, I realized how selfishly I was making that decision because my decision was all based on what they can do for Paul and not what Paul can do for them, right? So my decision was, so I was trying to decide on two people, and I was like, well, if I did, if I manage this person, um, they'll be able to do this, but if I manage this person, this is how it impact me. And he, Eric was like, how will you impact them? Like what's who, who can you help more? And what think about what's best for the team. And I was like, man, that, and, and really that's, you know, uh, God really used that because that has been an ongoing theme in the past, like two weeks has been, mm-hmm. you know, even with, you know, my son's still dealing with some gluten allergy things and some, some celiac stuff. And I realizing that I've been telling the story focused on me. Hey, I had to bring him here. I had to do this instead of just being like, yeah, my son has this and this is what he's going through. So um, it's funny how that happened, how a, a seemingly innocuous phone call, like, hey, how do I make the decision? Because Eric has a lot more management experience than I do. Um, it really like just changed the, changed the theme of the two weeks. Like it's just, it's, change and what what what's been going on so you know i appreciate that and uh that's um yeah it's been that's been cool and it it was good because man i just in this group but especially with you eric i feel like i only ever ask for help i don't feel like i give help a lot so um in in the times that i can i've been really like oh let me try to do that and let me find the way and 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 the such so um, so it is still hard to ask for help because like I said, I feel like I do that a lot. I feel like I'm, I'm always the, Hey, how do I do this? What does that look like? So, so let me give you a little side example, because I think that the, the, 
what you just said to me feels like it's actually the opposite because I've like just passed recently. Like um, I've been out of the sound stuff, dude, for a long time. <laughs> How many times have we, you and I have had conversations back and forth? Where we'd be like, Hey, have you tried this? And you're like, I'm like, Oh yeah. Why would I have not have tried that? Or, you know, whatever it's like, so, you know, don't shortchange yourself in the sense that, you know, your experience and all the stuff you've done up to this point, um, you know, definitely benefited me and, and I've learned a lot and it's rejogged the memory from, you know, past year, you know, past times of like, Oh yeah, I should have really, you know, spent the extra time learning how to do this again. <laughs> and, you know, so yeah, I would say, uh, you've encouraged me and, you know, you definitely helped me a lot in that sense. So, yeah. How about you, Adam? What's the way that somebody's helped you? Which arcade uh, game did you pick up this week? No, no arcade games, but, uh, <laughs> but just, just more in physical labor, just coming by and helping me with stuff I'm doing around the house has been really uh, beneficial. And I have a few friends that are helping me put the garage door in the next couple of weeks, too. So, Oh, cool. <clears throat> Which one? The only pull garage I have. I thought you Under the barn. Yeah, that's right. Under the barn. I tried two. Back, back on the hill. No, yeah, I just couldn't. I thought he had two garage doors. I knew he had. They I have a double door. Ones, right. Well, I mean, so there are so many times in my life when I have gotten help. And, you know, I've told some stories from that, you know, like Jacob Alexander's sermon on God's generosity and the fact that at the end of that, you know, there was an offering that helped me make my bills for that week. Right. So that's one. That's probably one of the more impactful ones. But, you know, recently. um. I've been considering looking at new jobs and I've had a couple of conversations, you know, and one of them, you know, Paul, you say you don't help, but like one of them was with Paul and he's been advocating for me and providing insight and talking about ways to help me get the job. Once I get the interview, like that kind of conversation. And, and I don't take those things lightly, right? Like, cause it takes Paul taking a risk on recommending me for something that's a bit of his credibility that he's putting out on the line. Right. And, and so, you know, that's, you know, that's a significant amount of help and it's not a, it's not help that I could generate my, it's like, there's nothing I could do to raise my stock at cyber. There's nothing I can do besides apply for a job and go to an interview. Like, but then I'm just one of a hundred people applying for the job. Right. But having the help from Paul to talk to his manager and find a good fit, even though there's challenges in that process and stay after it. Like that's just, a, it, it's an awesome amount of help, you know, and it's, it's things that make it things that make me feel taken care of, you know? Right. Um, and, and really in the end, you know, God calls us to be the servant of all, right? Being a servant means we're helping. <laughs> You know, and there's benefits to it when we're helped and there's benefits to it when we help. And I think that's kind of the whole point of this conversation is, you know, give, give, give your time, give your money, give your effort, give your advice, give your wisdom away to the people around you because it doesn't do you any good if you're not sharing it, honestly. So, um, 
And with that, I think we will wrap up unless you guys have any final words you want to make sure you get in here about helping. The only thing that I would say is it it reminded me of the oft-used uh, note, um, God helps those who help themselves, which is not in the Bible. So <laughs> that is not a true thing. That is not. I thought, I thought I'd bring that up because. That is not. That's real, that is, right? That's a, yeah. Yep. Anybody else? Can't top that. All right. Well, thank you guys again for listening to us. We always appreciate hearing from you. So come be part of the after chat on our Discord server. Or you can always send us an email at feedback at forefatherspodcast.com. And we'll make sure to share it on the next episode. Remember to check our new website. We've just updated it with a whole bunch of information, including a place to order some swag from our stuff. Sweet. On, at forefatherspodcast.com. Um, and we look forward to hearing from you again. Thank you guys again for listening. Have a great week. Hello, and thanks for listening to the Forefathers Podcast, where we talk about faith, fatherhood, and other F-words. If you want to learn more, head over to our website at the number four, fatherspodcast.com. If you'd like to help our show, make sure you give us a review on iTunes or in the podcast app of your choice. Those reviews help others find our show. And if you have any other questions or comments, you can send those to feedback at forefatherspodcast.com.